Well, good morning. It's uh, Wednesday, November 2nd, 2022. Wednesday, November 2nd, 2022. Slava Ukraine, Heroium Slava. Uh, first, uh, hmm. I guess we're going to start with Russia again. Ukraine, Russia, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, tell your friends to Google those four words, Political Views TV Podcast, and I'll show up right at the top of the search. Man, do I appreciate you so much for coming every day. It's very nice of you. Uh, I don't get very many listeners, uh, but um, I think I think I do a pretty good good job of informing you, and I and I hope you appreciate it. Uh, if you can, uh, please bring someone with you today or tomorrow. That would be awesome. And tweet to me questions or insights or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. Maybe you want to send me a story. Maybe you want to say hi. Maybe you want to sick one of your crazy friends after me to argue with. I love arguing. That's fine. Uh, senior Russian military leaders recently had discussions about when and how Moscow might deploy tactical nukes in Ukraine. Uh, the New York Times reported uh, Putin was not part of the conversations, <clears throat> which U.S. intelligence services reportedly alerted Washington uh, to uh, in mid-October. It cited the U.S. officials as saying they have had seen no evidence that Moscow was moving nuclear weapons into place or taking other measures to prepare for an attack, despite the discussions taking place. Now, what this all adds up to me is this likely means uh, Security Council head Medvedev was involved because he's the psycho always talking about nukes. Uh, Spokesman John Kirby said, We've been clear from the outset that Russia's comments about the potential use of nuclear weapons are deeply concerning and we take them seriously. We continue to monitor this as best we can, and we see no indications that Russia is making preparations for such use. And he said that right after the New York Times article came out in response to it. Uh, Russia says it will rejoin the Black Sea grain deal after receiving guarantees from Kyiv that the agreement will not be used as a cover to launch attacks through the, uh, uh, through the zone uh, where the ships uh, are going. Now, I would hope that this can be some sort of a crowbar to open an agreement to not use Zaporizhia as cover as Russia, uh, for Russian missile launches. But we'll see. Uh, Recep Tayyip Erdogan, uh, the guy that sounds like he's from a Lord of the Rings novel, said that the deal would prioritize shipments to African nations, including Somalia, uh, Djibouti, and Sudan. Uh, Russia has claimed Ukraine was prioritizing wealthy nations, but Russia pulled out of the agreement just as ships to Africa were planned. So, that makes the pullout a political move because now Russia can claim those deliveries were because of them, were made because of them. But the whole world said they would continue anyway with the deliveries. And Russia had to rejoin it or be considered or be seen by the rest of the world as an outsider. This was all political. 
Uh, Ukrainian Infrastructure Minister Alexander Kubrikov said on Twitter that eight vessels with agricultural products are expected to pass through uh, the grain corridor uh, tomorrow, Thursday. Uh, which will happen, of course, that means today because it's, it's uh, let me see, how far are we? Uh, we're like uh, five hours from tomorrow there. Uh, in further theater, Russia's foreign ministry has said it will summon the UK's ambassador to Moscow over what it said was the involvement of British specialists in an alleged Ukrainian drone attack on Russia's Black Sea fleet. Ministry spokeswoman Maria Zakharova said, In this regard, the British ambassador will shortly be summoned to the Russian foreign minister. Uh, to the Russian uh, foreign minister. Of course, the UK denied involvement. They denied specific involvement. I'm sure they gave them, uh, uh, Ukraine, um, plenty of satellite images and, and told them where things were to help them out, but they, dis- they denied direct involvement. <clears throat> Uh, to protect citizens from freezing to death from Russian attacks, Kiev Mayor Vitaly Klitschko said, uh, oh man, that name is so hard to say, uh, authorities in Kiev are prepared, uh, have prepared more than 1,000 heating points throughout the city in case its district heating system is disabled. Um, it's sort of like here in L.A. when... when we get uh, uh, extreme heat of over 100 degrees, or even over in, in the 90s. We have cooling centers around the area, so I suppose it's something like that. Uh, the UN Security Council has scheduled a vote on a resolution that would establish a commission to investigate unfounded Russian claims that Ukraine and the U.S. are carrying out military biological activities that violate the convention prohibiting the use of biological weapons. This while Russia itself is using weapons that are not allowed, like white phosphorus, which causes people to burn alive. Enough where they will take their weapons and blow their brains out because they're in so much pain. (sighs) Russia circulated a 310-page document to council members last week alleging that this biological activity is taking place in Ukraine with support from the U.S. uh, Defense Department. Uh, Pot, meat kettle, kettle, this is pot. This is, like I said, the pot calling the kettle black. Uh, hold on just one second. Let me do some stuff with my recording device as my papers fall all to the floor. <laughs> oh, geez. Boy, I'm, I'm causing quite a mess here. Hopefully I'll have everything in order. There's a reason why I number the pages. Hold on. Hold on. Still working. Still doing it. Still doing stuff. I just want to make sure that uh, the phone does not disturb us while we are recording because that causes a big problem. Okay, now that I have all sorts of messes here, <laughs> uh, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, I got my pages. <laughs> Um, uh, uh, where was I? Oh, here we go. Uh, I already did the freezing thing. Poland's defense minister has said Poland will build a razor wire fence on its border with Russia's Kaliningrad amid concern 
uh, that the enclave might become a conduit for illegal uh, migration. If you remember from numerous descriptions uh, that I've given you, I described Kaliningrad. Kaliningrad is sandwiched between Poland and uh, on its western border and Lithuania to its east and is on the Baltic Sea. The Sawalki Gap between Kaliningrad and Belarus has a rail line that supplies Kaliningrad uh, with supplies from uh, Russia. Uh, Marish Blaschek. Really tough to say. Poland Minister of uh, National Defense told a news conference construction of the temporary two and a half meter, uh, which is like eight feet high and three meter, uh, uh, which is like 10 feet. Uh, yeah, a barrier will start immediately. Uh, Blaschek said the Kaliningrad barrier would be similar to the one that Poland set up along the border with Belarus last year. Uh, I will say, I've spoken to people within Kaliningrad, and they say they get their news just like the rest of the world does, unlike Russia, where it's uh, uh, they, they are stopped from seeing the news. So Kaliningrad knows what's really going on, uh, so I wouldn't be as concerned as I am uh, with Russia, even though Kaliningrad is part of Russia. Uh, Russia's Federal Security Service, the FSB says, which is like the CIA, FSB says a Ukrainian citizen has been detained in Crimea on suspicion of planning to sabotage a power line in the occupied uh, Black Sea Peninsula of uh, Crimea. The FSB said a man in his 40s had been found carrying da- uh, diagrams of power lines, three explosive devices, devices and instructions on how to use them. It said it suspected the man had been recruited by Ukrainian intelligence services, or maybe it's just a guy who is sick and tired of being controlled by Russia when he used to be free under Ukraine. But we'll find out, I guess. We'll find out at least what Russia says about it. Now that I have your attention, let's move on. Let's try and fix the world. Lindsey Graham. (laughs) Yeah, you know it's fun when it's Lindsey Graham. Tough luck, buddy. Uh, the Supreme Court rejected, rejected um, his emergency request to block a subpoena forcing him to testify before a grand jury in Fulton County, Georgia, uh, probing efforts to overturn the 2020 uh, presidential election results in the state. Most shocking, the SCOTUS decision did not include any dissents. All nine justices. And, of course, Thomas did not recuse himself. Uh, In two weeks, Lindsey Graham will have to appear before Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis as she questions him about calls he made to Georgia election officials in the wake of Trump's electoral loss two years ago. Now, if you remember, district attorneys don't ask any questions that they don't already have answers to. If... Lindsey Graham lies. It'll be perjury. Uh, there are no more, and, and they're going to have questions that are gotcha questions. I guarantee it. Uh, there are no more appeals. Lindsey Graham is screwed. Uh, but it's still an uphill battle. Specific questions could be challenged individually as being uh, illegal. Uh, Pennsylvania may have been. Uh, just been won by Republicans. 
Yes, I'm sorry to say that. Uh, We've discussed this numerous times. What is the number one thing Republicans do to increase their chance of getting elected? What is it? Anybody? Anybody? Raise your hand. You, right there. That's right. Disenfranchise voters. Suppress the vote. That's what they do. We talked about this ridiculous case. Uh, was, was uh, Was it last week? Or the week before? Was it this week? When did I talk about this? Uh, Now, just six days before the election, uh, yesterday, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court ruled that state election officials cannot count ballots submitted without a correct date on the outer envelope, siding with a coalition uh, coalition of GOP groups that sued to block undated mail-in ballots. Yeah. Anything to stop people from voting... Uh, hold on a second. I got to do something here again. Uh, my wires are crossed and in the way. I keep on bumping into them. There we go. That's a little better. Uh, so where where was I? Oh, here we go. In a two-page order, the six-judge high court order election officials to refrain from counting any absentee and mail-in ballots received for the November 8th, 2022 general election that are contained in undated or incorrectly dated outer envelopes, even if they were received on time. uh, And they pointed to two specific Pennsylvania statutes. The judges Four Democrats and two Republicans were divided on the questions of whether excluding ballots inside improperly dated envelopes would violate federal law. Uh, As acting Secretary of Commonwealth Lee Chapman had argued, it was supposed to be seven judges, but Democratic Chief Justice Max Baer died September 30th and Republicans have been blocking appointments as usual because they knew it would help with the decision. Uh, Just so you know, Chief Justice Max Baer is not the same Max Baer, uh, Max Baer Jr., uh, (laughs) who played Jethro on the original Beverly Hillbillies. Uh, He's 84 and still alive. Uh, The only original cast member still alive, by the way. Uh, The Pennsylvania Supreme Court's ruling could have huge implications for midterm races, in the battleground state, which could decide which party controls the U.S. Senate next year. More than 1.4 million voters in Pennsylvania have applied uh, to vote by mail or absentee ballots this election. Some 70% were from Democrats. So that's a huge loss from Democrats. Pennsylvania officials will appeal. I'm sure. Perhaps the appeal will center on the fact that many ballots were already mailed in before this decision was made. Uh, We just talked about armed patrols at ballot boxes and how it scares voters off. We just talked about that yesterday, right? A federal judge in Arizona imposed new restrictions against a right-wing group after voters complained. The judge blocked members of the group Clean Elections USA from openly carrying guns or wearing body armor within 250 feet of drop boxes. The judge also banned members from speaking to or yelling at voters who are dropping off their ballots. The group is additionally banned under the order from photographing or filming any voters at the drop boxes 
or from posting similar images online, which they've done in recent weeks. Federal Judge Michael Liberti, a Trump appointee, convened a lengthy hearing yesterday which featured testimony from at least one voter who described the harassment he and his wife faced while casting their ballots at a drop box in Mesa, Arizona. The judge handed down his decision just four days after he ruled the other way in a related case, declining on Friday to issue an order restricting the drop box stakeouts. At this time, Liberty said there wasn't enough evidence at the time. Uh, uh, Liberty said there wasn't enough evidence to curtail the group's First Amendment right to free assembly. I, you know, I wonder if this means he has or will or uh, has already will or uh, revisited his original ruling uh, in testimony. A voter said he was harassed by men with weapons when he got out of his car. His wife wanted to leave without voting because she feared for her life, but he insisted on staying to vote, which is something I would do. Um, almost immediately after he stepped out, members of the group asked if he was a mule. Uh, a, a mule is a term for someone who carries votes for other people. Uh, the voter said he responded by saying he wasn't a mule and then uh, made a crude gesture uh, toward him, uh, toward them. I, in other words, he flipped him the bird. I'm pretty sure that's what that means. The voter testified that the situation made him feel harassed and bullied because there were more of them than, than me and there was an implied threat. Those are quotes from him. He also said he was worried about getting doxxed. Uh, the voter described how the leader of the Clean Elections USA, Melody Jennings, posted on social media a series of photos of him and his car while he was voting and falsely accused him of being a mule. So, let's get that name heard very clearly. Melody, where is it? Melody Jennings is the woman in charge of this group. Melody Jennings of <clears throat> of Arizona. Let's find out where she lives because she deserves to be told what's not proper. If I had this to do over, he said, this is what he's saying. If I had this to, to do over again, and I knew people were down there with an intent to influence me in any way, no, I would not do this again. Uh, that's what the man testified, referring to using the drop box to cast his ballot. As I've said, this is what Republicans do. They want to stop people from wanting to vote. They want to stop people from voting. They want to disenfranchise voters as often as possible because that means they have less chance of getting elected. Moving on. Uh, the opioid crisis continues still in Walmart. CVS and Walgreens have agreed to settle for their part in it. CVS and Walgreens have tentatively agreed to pay a combined $10 billion to settle lawsuits brought by states and local governments alleging the retailers mishandled prescriptions of opioid painkillers. Walmart, Walmart also has tentatively agreed to pay $3 billion to settle a similar uh, lawsuit. The agreement would, wouldn't be finalized until enough states, counties, and cities agreed to the terms I do not expect that to happen. That amount could be considered an amount for just one state, and I'm sure most states won't want to settle for just a portion of only $10 billion.
So we'll see what happens. Uh, antitrust, remember, there, there was another uh, uh, um, federal settlement, and uh, some states said they would not agree to it, including, I think, D.C. was one of them. Antitrust laws worked this time. Yesterday, a federal judge's uh, ruling blocked publishing company Penguin Random House, which is already a, a two book Peng, Penguin and Random House that's in their name uh, from buying Simon and Schuster would they have been called Penguin Random House Simon and Schuster would they have changed their name to that just to know how bad it can get Judge Florence Y. Pan of the U.S. Court of Appeals for District of Columbia Circuit ruled that the proposed $2.175 billion merger would substantially harm comp- competition as publishing houses compete for the rights to publish new books, which the U.S. Justice Department had argued would drive down compensation for authors. The Biden administration focused its argument on the effects of the merger would have on authors of highly anticipated books, and government attorneys were supported by literary agents and renowned, renowned authors, including Stephen King, who expressed concerns for writers who were just starting out. I, you know, if you get Stephen King to testify on your behalf, you're likely going to win. I'll just say that. Uh, but think about the argument. Uh, Penguin, uh, Penguin Random House and Simon & Schuster's uh, uh, claimed that the merged companies would be able to reduce their costs. One must assume reducing their costs would include reducing payments to authors because of less competition, right? Uh, I mean, I guess their argument kind of screwed them. Uh, Penguin Random House and its parent company Bertelsmann, which just means there was another merger at one point, said they would appeal the ruling. This ruling may have huge consequences for another book company you may have heard of. Amazon's book division could get dismantled. Just last week, remember we spoke about the Kroger merger and how it showed not that they needed to be merged because they were too small, but that Walmart was too big and should spin off their food division. Right? (laughs) Anyway, moving on. How many times have I sat here telling you about Israel was having yet another election? Two times before I have reported on Israel having another election. The uh, divisions in their government is again contributing. I, you know, my mother had five children in six years. I've always been impressed by that. Israel <laughs> has blown that record away. They've had five elections in less than four years. But it's worse than you think. The first person ousted that Yahoo, Benjamin Netanyahu, is one who may regain power. His uh, Likud Likud party and its natural allies are currently projected to win 65 seats in the 120-seat Knesset, with nearly 80% of the votes counted as of this morning. This would mean serious far-right sociopathy. Uh, that could wipe out what's left of Palestine. Moving on. Another day, another bunch of missiles from, that's right, North Korea. In essence, Kim Jong-un is pissed that the U.S. and South Korea are practicing war games. He had to unzip his fly and pull out another missile yet again. Earlier today, the South Korean military, which means 
yesterday, if it's earlier today, said North Korea launched the highest number of short-range missiles in a day, further escalating tensions in the region. North Korea fired as many as 20, 23 missiles of different types to the east and west of the Korean Peninsula, including a surface-to-air missile into the waters off the east and west coast of the Korean Peninsula. Seoul's Joint Chief of Staff, the JCS, said one of the missiles launched by Pyongyang, North Korea, was a short-range ballistic missile that landed close to South Korean's uh, territorial waters for the first time since the 1945 division. That's a long time. 70 years, is it? Is that 70? 70 years? Over 70? Over 70? 75 years? How many years is that? My math is, uh, let me see, 50 plus 20, 75 years. More than 75 years. 78 years. 77 years. Ah, whatever. JCS said the missile landed in international waters 167 kilometers, which is like a like 105 miles, 104 miles, uh, northwest of South Korea's Yulang Island, Yulung Island, uh, about 26 kilometers uh, south of the northern limit line, a border that North Korea does not recognize. Uh, Japan's defense ministry said North Korea conducted another launch later, including at least one more ballistic missile toward the east that had fallen into the sea outside of Japan's exclusive economic zone. So North Korea pissed off everyone yesterday. Uh, Deputy Minister of Defense Toshiro uh, Ino told reporters North Korea has rapidly escalated its provocations, launching more than a dozen missiles today alone and reportedly firing more than 100 artillery shells into the Japan Sea since announcing an extremely provocative statement earlier in the day. In an immediate response, South Korea launched three air-to-surface missiles from F-15K and KF-16 fighter jets um, early this morning. Uh, JCS said the South Korean Air Force targeted international waters north of the NLL, uh, the the line that... Uh, the um, Anyway, uh, at an equal distance to that which the North Korea missile had earlier landed south of the line, of the line. Uh, JCS said our military precise strike showed our will to firmly respond to any North Korean provocations, including short-range ballistic missiles, and our capability and readiness to precisely target the enemy. So a little tit for tat. So in other words, uh, whatever whatever miles that was, seven miles uh, uh, behind the line, um, behind south of the line that North Korea sent it, they sent it exactly that far uh, in, uh, beyond the line into North Korean territory in the waters, just to show them how closely they can they can fire their weapons. <sighs> Moving on. I kind of want a blue check next to my my Twitter name. Not because I want the notoriety, but because several times people tried to hack my Twitter account because of my handle, Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. It's a Fortnite character, and people have tried to grab it several times. I had requested the blue check once before because of this but Twitter refused. 
those dicks. But now, for about $100 a year, I could do it. It seems kind of unfair doing it. I'm not doing it for notoriety. I just don't want... Um, I just don't want somebody to steal my Twitter. And I, you know, I nobody can afford an extra hundred dollars who isn't rich enough to get one for free until now. That is, even those people are in 90 days are going to have to start paying. Um, so finally, remember your mother telling you to stop picking your nose? She may have been right about something. According to a study, it's possible that picking your nose damages tissue, which allows uh, tissue which allows bacteria in, uh, which then enters the brain and may cause Alzheimer's. That's right. They found a connection between nose picking and Alzheimer's. Um, remember when? Mother telling you to stop picking your nose. She may have been right. According to a study, it's possible that picking your nose damages tissue, which allows bacteria in, which then enters the brain and may cause Alzheimer's. Yeah, I said it twice. I did that on purpose just to mess with you. Uh, That's it. Thanks for listening. Wednesday, November 2nd, 2022. Wednesday, November 2nd, 2022. I really appreciate you so much. Uh, Bring someone with you if you can today or tomorrow. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Uh, Tweet to me questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. And remember... Always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget it. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles.